Hi everyone, I'm Micah. Oh wait, hold on. I'm not Micah. <laughs> I'm Zoe and I am Micah's co-host on Let's Talk Synesthesia. <laughs> I'm doing the intro today because why not? <laughs> so Micah, how are you? <laughs> how am I? Um, how am I? Hi everybody. Hi Zoe. I am really good. My heart is really full right now. I just left a client session actually nice which was so good we made such good progress we focused on hyperfixation hyperfixation on partners and meltdowns it was oh, really no. good okay oh no as in the meltdown part <laughs> no, oh no as in <laughs> yeah the sorry. meltdown experience of course is yeah. not is not yeah. pleasant talking yeah, so about oh, it no, and understanding it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the session was pleasant because nice. we made progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And besides that, I feel good. You recommended new earplugs to me and they arrived yesterday mm-hmm. and my life has changed ever since. <laughs> so I'm so glad it works. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know the brand. Can you share the brand? I think they're called Calmer. Yeah. Mini Calmer. something. Um, just it's just called Karma, and I think the brand, I think the product name is called Karma, and the brand yeah. is called Flare Audio. Right, Flare Audio. Okay, yeah. they're so good. So what I had the last couple of weeks is that every sound, like even when someone's talking, was painful, and I had to mm-hmm. wear noise cancelling headphones in normal conversations with my grandma. I don't know what's going on right now, but they really help lock it out they have a different technique i think than the loop earplugs mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I'm i feel good less alert mm-hmm. and what else happened oh actually i i was at a neurodiversity workshop this morning as well oh nice about neurodiversity in the workplace and how um, what a workplace can do to accommodate and understand neurodivergent employees. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, I really liked mm-hmm. how they structured it. And oh, yeah, one thing that was new was they spoke about how you can, as an employer, use dyslexic friendly font in your emails and documents. Oh. Which is just another thing to, yeah, it just opened another. I really liked how they. What, what's a dyslexic friendly font? Um, so they gave or... examples, and I think it's easily Google Googleable. <laughs> Googleable. Um, but I would imagine that it is one that's really easy to read, and where letters are more distinct, so not two letters look similar. Mm. Um, and maybe it's also about the the gaps between the letters, and j- just so it's really uh, well readable. Yeah, I see. That's great. I never heard about this kind of workshop here in Asia. <laughs> I don't think... I can send you a link if I attend another one. Yeah, yeah. But it's just I never heard about employers talking about in- like neurodiversity inclusivity. Before. Oh, right. It's not even like... It, I don't think they even think about it. <laughs> From the perspective of working in companies I also never heard about it (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah but from the perspective of seeing what what is part of the neurodiversity movement what is advertised I do see it Mm -hmm. I think it's very rare still I don't think a lot of companies have that 
mm-hmm. um, even more important that we take. I'm gonna give probably gonna give a seminar at the University of Edinburgh in a couple of weeks to to speak oh. about that, and it's also public, so just come, oh. come along, Zoe. I wish I was living there, <laughs> not on the other side of the planet. If not, I would totally go. That sounds really cool. How are you with public speaking? Awful. Same here. <laughs> yeah. I get all awkward. Not that I'm not awkward in person. Anyhow, it's just more awkward and like on display for everybody to see. Yeah. That's one of the things looking back at my life. I did so much moderation. I sang on stage. I played the guitar on stage. Mm-hmm. I was acting and dancing. Mm-hmm. What happened? What happened? <laughs> now it all feels like a nightmare. I don't want to be observed, which is another thing a lot of autistic people have, right? The fact they know they are observed um, makes you just feel re- really uncomfortable and you mm-hmm. it doesn't give you the, the kick of, oh my God, now I have the spotlight. Yeah. It just no, makes you feel less not. authentic. Mm-hmm. You feel like you have to put on a show if you're being observed. Yeah. You can't really be your natural self. I'm still dreaming of you and I recording a live podcast episode at the Synesthesia Conference next year in Oxford. Mm, I hope that I hope that can happen. Really, that would be so fun. Well, we'll see. We'll see how the timing goes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody invited us to do that. That's true, but it's okay. We'll invite ourselves. <laughs> we'll just do it. <laughs> oh, we can do it on the parking lot. No one's gonna stop us. <laughs> Just like right outside by the entrance. Hey guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it would be. I mean, first of all, it would be amazing to attend it. Uh, mm. I would be really interested to see everybody's faces and hopefully a lot of people that I interviewed but never met in person. To meet you in person would be <laughs> thrilling. I know your fame. And then also to just chat about what we see and uh, uh, presentations we saw and the art we saw at the conference mm-hmm. would be really cool but let's see that that's in a couple months time so um, yep. and about public speaking if I know what I'm talking about and I'm when I'm more secure in in what I want to present and I know my expertise and my audience of course that helps so I'm not gonna be a complete mess but it it's not. I'm not indifferent about presenting. Mm-hmm. I hate presentations when I was in school. Yeah. It gives me so much anxiety. Yeah, I, I get that now. I was pretty good at it. <laughs> really? I was never good at public speaking. Like, I can dance on stage and whatnot. It's fine. But the moment I have to use my voice, I clam up. And that includes, like, singing as well. I just I look, I just look like a oh, plank really? of wood when I'm singing. I just don't move. My body mm. is so stiff. But if I'm dancing, I'm totally fine. Does it change when you can't see the audience? Well, I know they're there, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel okay. their presence. <laughs> so. You're not like a two-year-old without object permanence, and you're just like, oh, they're not there. I can't see them. They're gone. <laughs> it's like, well, I can still hear them. I can feel them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I Oh, yeah. Another, I just looked at my my list uh Mm -hmm. before i'll ask you back how you're how you are i just learned about a couple new well techniques 
they're not really new. I just want to put the vocabulary out there. There's a Pomodoro technique for ADHDers, which is a time management technique. Oh, what's that? I need to it's where this. you <laughs> study for like <laughs> it, it's it sounds tasty doesn't it yeah it sounds like a tomato sauce or something yeah <laughs> you eat while studying not you just study in stretches of 25 minutes mm. and then another thing was body body doubling which i love uh, i body doubling yeah that. i've heard of that yeah did that in my last and I also do it now with my clients where if they just can't get something done, like calling their landlord or a doctor mm-hmm. or just can't answer that one email, we would do it in the session. So I would turn yeah. camera and, mm-hmm. and sound off. They would get it done and then we would return to the session. And just awesome. Mm-hmm. The effect of someone being there and holding you accountable is Oh wild. yeah, that's what I do with like my friend all the time. Like my best friend, I'm like, okay, I say I'm gonna do this. Hold me accountable, and then she will like check in, and we do that for each yeah. other. Hey, you said yeah. you wanted to do this. Have you done it? <laughs> Usually, it's no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay, better do it now. Um, yeah, but, but it even changes when they are in the room, and you're like, okay, you have that task. I have that task. Let's do it, and let's um, return to our conversation in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think body doubling is really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I used that the other day as well because I just couldn't start on like finishing up my edit. And I just, oh, he's working. Okay, now I'm, I'm going to work as well. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> it does. Yeah. There are sessions you can sign up now. Like, the, yeah, a lot of people just provide working. Oh, yeah, I know there's some online stuff where people just like have their webcam on and just do stuff together. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, and then I have one more. I have an announcement for our listeners, um, but we'll do that after I ask you how you are and how what's new. What's new with you? <laughs> well, um, for me, I found two new forms of synesthesia that I have. That's one... awesome. <laughs> it's like discovery. Um, every time I find a new one, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> why didn't I see that or hear that before? Um, so the first one is uh, motion to sound. So I posted like um, a video, actually two videos, part one and part two about it on my Instagram. So um, if what I'm saying right now is not making sense, um, the listeners, you can go to my Instagram and look at it. So it makes more sense. So basically what it is, is um, I can hear motions my brain gives me sounds when i look at something that a motion that has no sound um that was just a few weeks ago actually i was talking to another friend of mine and she was giving me oh i think we did talk about this that dot video i think it was on the episode we had to dump oh right okay okay your deaf friend yes my deaf friend no it's not all right yes yes okay okay so I'll, i'll tell you guys now so my deaf friend sent me this video of like white dots going in and out of a center thing because I asked her about um, my synesthesia video and asked her like as a deaf person, what do you think and how do you feel about seeing like sounds visually like like that? And then she was like, oh, actually, sometimes I hear sounds when I see like movements like videos. So she sent me that dots, the white dots going in and out video. She said, I can hear like whooshing for this sound. And I'm like, oh. And then I looked at it and I was like, 
it sounds like bubbles. I can hear bubbles and the pitch goes up and down. She was like, yeah, my whooshing, the pitch goes up and down when it goes into the center and out. I was like, oh, <laughs> what? And I went to look at like other motion stuff and I mute things and just to like mm -hmm. see if I can hear anything. I'm like, wow, these are really loud. Like, oh my God, it's so noisy <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Why didn't I notice this? It's it's really noisy. And I remember when I went to this art exhibition like a, a few months ago, maybe two months ago, and I, I actually posted a video about my trip there. And there's one shot of this picture of a waterfall. And in the Instagram reel, I wrote, I can hear the waterfalls. That was my first sign. <laughs> I didn't know. Right. I was yeah. just like, oh, I can hear the waterfalls. And that one, I think, was projected because I thought there were speakers. So I went around looking for the speakers and there wasn't. And I was like, oh, is it just me? I can hear mm -hmm. like the waterfall sounds. But it, it didn't click to me that it was motion to sound because it was a still mm -hmm. photography, a photograph. So, but I think because my brain can comprehend that motion of the water falling, so I could still hear it. So that was my first <laughs> indication, but I had no idea until the dots video and then I kind of figured it out so I went to look for like animated logos and kind of mute them and I, see, I can see if I can hear anything and they're like laser sounds they are like all these they all sound like foley basically some of them are in my own voice making the foley sound so it's really funny in my head um others is just like just random like thudding or it's so cool um, yeah the laser sounds so it's, it's pretty often depending on the animation so i did a video of those um, animated logos so i did my version and then i put on the original version that one was really surprising it's going on all this whole time but yet i didn't know and i remember like i would always laugh at certain things and then my friend was like why are you laughing at this because to me it just <laughs> sounds funny <laughs> like i can hear it and in my head it's just haha it's funny and i'll be laughing at random things and you're like i don't get it <laughs> well now i know why <laughs> there's all these random like sound effects in my head <laughs> so cool i wished i had that <laughs> um, I think for the waterfall, for you not to realize it is a bit like on the last episode where we were eating foods and the taste and the smell looked like the food. And mm -hmm. we were like, yeah, well, that's obvious. And I feel like the waterfall as well is so close to, you know, it could just be a memory. Yeah, exactly. So it's less obvious. It's le less absurd. Mm -hmm. seeing circles and them having a bubble sound it, I, I feel like it's just a bit more obvious it doesn't it's not alarming to me yeah it doesn't make me go like huh wait a second <laughs> mm -hmm. it's just more like oh, okay makes sense <laughs> mm -hmm. what I realized I think I, I must have quite good audio imagination because yesterday when I went to bed and we we recorded yesterday as well mm -hmm. I did hurt your voice still like 10 hours after we recorded, I was in really? bed and I, I, I could still hear you talking. Yeah. What was I saying in your head? <laughs> um, I have no idea. Don't remember. <laughs> no idea. It's just like, hey, Micah, <laughs> in your head. <laughs> no, it, no, it was more like the podcast would go, up, go on in the background. Oh. You were not directing your speech towards me. Oh, I see. It's like... Yeah, when I explained a couple of weeks ago how I 
have multiple layers going on at the same time and the last layer is constantly mm-hmm. playing music I think that mm-hmm. was replaced with the voices I heard oh. over the day and they were just kind of talking I see right right and I'm like talking to you for an hour on your in your headphones <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not enough for an auditory hallucination you know just like thoughts are have your voice mm-hmm. oh my god no but i but i know what you mean because sometimes okay. like like i have conversations with other people in their voices and my own voices <laughs> like you know what i mean like you like practice conversation or you have imaginary conversations with your friend or yeah or whatever and you kind of like in your mind it switches between your voice and their voice right yeah exactly it's like that it was just not on the first layer so i still had my thoughts in the background uh, i had that other people's mm-hmm. voices that's just not as interesting as your emotions anesthesia so i'm no. sorry <laughs> just dump no, that on you that's part of it it's all part of the whole makeup of our brain <laughs> all right it's and, constantly um, firing neurons nobody I asked know. for it's like no wonder we're so tired <laughs> oh, exactly and yeah. no wonder sleep is so disrupted often mm-hmm um what i wanted to say we can't just jump over that you have a deaf friend that has mm-hmm. motion to sound synesthesia yeah that's pretty and wild i'm not sure how much you want to share about them mm-hmm. but can we just create a formal invitation for them to be on in whatever form they feel comfortable yes. i am actually gonna meet her um when i'm back from Australia so I'm going away for two weeks so I'm gonna schedule something with her when I when I get back I think with her we still need to experiment a little bit more figure out a, a, a couple more things and I need to ask her more questions about like like her deafness and everything I think to to get a better picture of how her synesthesia is because I think hers would be very different from ours yeah I would imagine yeah so and like the forms that she have yeah no it's super cool but she did kind of explain a little bit on how like she hears things and all that. So she can hear 100% when she have a when she has a hearing aid on. It's just that the signal that is being received in her head is different from from like average people. Mm-hmm. So she was explaining to me in shapes it's so funny. She was like for example if the sound is round my ears will listen will, and my brain will receive it as a triangle. And she was like, I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I was like, you're speaking my language. That's make, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, I totally understand what you're talking about. <laughs> Talk to me in shapes and, and stuff and colors. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that was one of the examples she gave me. But I need to um, speak with her more and ask more questions to kind of figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Definitely ask no, her if she wants great. to be on our podcast. Yeah. Yeah, just explore it more. There is no rush at all. It's just very interesting. Mm-hmm. The same thing for yeah. maybe a blind person is listening. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe they, that's like, that's on the, on top of my list for forever. Drug-induced mm-hmm. synesthesia and synesthesia in blind people. Mm-hmm. Drug-induced as in what kind of drug? Like acid or LSD or weed? Mushrooms mushroom as well i see yeah and you know what would also be really cool and i I said it a couple times already but someone that 
did not have synesthesia until they had a brain surgery and then developed synesthesia after mm. an operation. I've heard of that before. Yeah, that's pretty cool too. Yeah, so maybe maybe it makes sense to just put it out there again. All the all the people we're looking for as guests because we have more listeners now. So maybe someone someone knows someone. I'm I'm kind of curious about the like um, people who get synesthesia like halfway through their life because of a brain surgery or a brain injury or something. Learning to manage like for us, we have it since we were children, so to us it's like completely normal. But for them, they have like that gap. Of having it, bef- not having it, and then having it, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's like super jarring, because they can see the difference and feel the difference, and I wonder how would that impact their emotional health and their mental health and everything. It's terrifying. That would be real. Or it yeah. can be. They probably are just like what. <laughs> that makes me think I should put that on my website a bit clearer, because that I think that's one of the times exactly like you you just said if you grow up with it it's it might be difficult to to deal with it but it's a different urgency yeah it's like you're used to it but post-surgery where you potentially had like existential threat because of whatever tumor or uh, injury you Mm -hmm. had and then waking up feeling like quote-unquote turning insane like Mm -hmm. that's what i imagine people thinking right all of a sudden seeing colors when they hear Mm -hmm. music like, I think they'll be, like, the things that we think are normal, they'll be able to tell that it's not normal and it's happening within them. And they'll be like, wait a second. <laughs> like, that feeling of, like, I know this isn't normal because I didn't have this before. Yeah. That fear or that, I don't know what, what it is. And then also the person taking care of you, the speech pathologist or neurologist or nurses, them maybe not being aware of it either makes it even scarier. Of course, yeah. because if, if someone would be like, well, yeah, that can happen, just so you know, uh, but you can look it up. And here is Michael Pricing, a synesthesia coach, reach out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but if they actually have no idea what the patient is talking about, how scary. Yeah, that I think that would scare the patient a lot, even more. It's like, you're supposed to be like the pro or the expert, and I'm coming to you and you're like, what's that? That would be so scary, especially coming out from like a surgery, a brain surgery. So much unknown already. And here's another one. <laughs> Imagine all of a sudden you can taste words and you didn't before. That must, yeah. must be really freaky. Okay. You said you discovered a second form. Right. Let me just do my quick announcement. And is that okay? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I want to do for an episode in the future and this is a call out to everybody listening I want to have a community episode where I have at least 10 listeners speak and just introduce themselves Mm. or introduce their business or a product they have I know one woman that uh, I met at the synesthesia awareness day meetup she's writing synesthesia children books So whatever you want to put out there, maybe just an experience, a form you have, something you're looking for. It can be anonymous too, but you can also just give your website, your uh, contact details, your business, whatever. Just send a 30 second to four minute voice note to my email, or you can text me over Instagram and ask for my email if you can't find it, but you 
you should be able to find it in the show notes too. Um, yeah, and then I will edit it together to a community episode. Everybody can get to know everybody and you can have a space to advertise whatever you want to advertise and get your word out there. And I'm really looking forward to that. That sounds really cool. You're giving them a platform. Yeah. Exciting. I love that. You know, when it's all about community, community mm -hmm. and education. I think that is really the game changer in it all. Absolutely. Yep. Do you know when that's going to be? Uh, whenever I have at least 10, I think. <laughs> okay. So the sooner people send you stuff, the sooner <laughs> you can exactly. get it done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you can on, also people. just send an email now saying, I want to do it. And then I uh, can arrange it a bit more. Mm. So what I, we'll just see. What are you going to advertise? I don't know. <laughs> should I? I think I should like give give that spot to yeah. another person i mean you have me on every other week so i think i have enough <laughs> platform <laughs> no i was just joking i mean i would put it in of course cool okay so that's it from me back to you girl what what's the the okay. other form you discovered so the second form that discover is smell to color Everything is like color for me. Like mm, my friend shame. was like, everything is color to you. I'm like, I guess so. <laughs> um, smell the color. So it happened when I was at my teaching job and my client walked into my booth and I could smell his um, clothes, like the laundry smell. And I see all these like white clouds coming up from the bottom of my vision going up. It's in my mind's eye, even though I say it's like vision. And I was like, wait, wait a second, what is this? <laughs> and he was saying some stuff and I was like, oh no, you have to focus. What is he talking about? But all I can see is the <laughs> clouds and I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> so that was very distracting and quite jarring. And it's the first time I noticed. And then um, after that, um, I had a bit of break. So I went walking and like shopping and I was like, okay, I'm going to walk past this like perfume shop and see if there is anything. And I walked past it. I was like, oh, pink. Oh, green. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> so. Yeah, you unlocked another. What is another it? I don't synesthesia. know. Yeah. Like my best friend was saying like how like I'm like earning experience points. <laughs> and like, yeah, game, exactly. I'm leveling yeah. up. <laughs> yeah that's what it feels like you a new key to a new perception door in your video game that is called life yeah life is like very in very colorful fonts <laughs> yeah. and is it ever unpleasant? unpleasant like the color or the smell the, the, color? the smell to color i have i didn't pay attention when it comes to like bad smells yet mm -hmm. so i'm not quite sure i'll check the next time if i smell something bad but usually i gag <laughs> so it's like Ugh. and then i'm not looking at any colors i'm just trying to not actually puke so i don't know but i'll pay attention next time to any smelly smells to see how they look like i don't want to go looking for them i just yeah maybe don't maybe don't look for the bad stuff yeah i mean let's, if i let's hear it keep the door shut I mean, as I, long as we can yeah so only if i accidentally smell it and then i'll see if i 
um, see anything. Reason I'm asking is because colors are never unpleasant for me. I think mm. I said it before. They're just neutral. But episode 20, where I spoke to Sheila from the African Synesthesia Society, mm-hmm. she explained that she, of course, doesn't like the pain when she experiences pain, but she also doesn't like the colors that come with it and anticip- anticipation of and also the antip- I can't say the anticipation, anticipation of the color. Mm-hmm. She knows she will get period cramps in a couple of days. She knows she will go to the dentist in a couple of days. She's already dreading not only the experience of it, but also the synesthetic response to it, which was new to me because I don't, I don't have that. I mean, I understand like the dreading the experience thing, but I, he, she even like dreads the colors that would come with it. Mm-hmm. Wow. But what if like she sees those color on a poster or something? Would she dislike the poster because of the color reminding her of like this pain experience she had once? No, like I don't that? think it goes in that direction. Okay, so it's just. It's just like having knowing that she will be seeing colors when she feels those things. I see. So I guess the point is that, and maybe she has to let us know if that is completely bullshit. The way I understood it is mm-hmm. the pain, of course, is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But the synesthetic response, the colors, the translation of that pain also holds a uncomfortableness mm. that for oh. me just doesn't it they're two separate things i guess the pain is uncomfortable and mm-hmm. then what i see does is not emotionally loaded right on top of it it just colors right it's like watching television yeah it's just there it's just like oh it's just there yeah yeah i think for me it's the same though like i will only have aversions to certain sounds if it's like a bad physical sensation then i'll have mm-hmm. like aversions to them yeah right. like the sounds that i don't like because it physically hurts like i really don't have like an like oh i don't want to hear that because it's just an ugly color like the color is just separate from my emotions i guess yeah so i think the way it would make sense for me uh, or just a way to relate to what she explained is if I would have period cramps and they all always look the same mm-hmm. and I know what period cramps look like for me but if instead of those blue red cloudy things it mm-hmm. would be the image of a car accident that would pop up every time I have the pain then I would not only be dreading the fact that I would have cramps but also the fact that the cramps see will the, be accompanied with an image that I can't avoid, cannot erase. Mm. It will be there. So I also dr- um, dread that. Dread the oh. experience that will uh, come with it. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm-mm-mm. Yes, I understand. It's like you're being forced to see something you don't want to see. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's like going to work and you have to see your, your boss. The green. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's true. <laughs> okay, that was mean. I understand. Oh, I don't okay. have a boss. <laughs> just put That's it nice. out there. 
your own your own boss <laughs> yeah exactly Actually, i have to wake up and see myself in the mirror i'm like <laughs> oh that it's your fault you point at yourself it's your fault <laughs> <laughs> Um, actually, when you're talking about like pain, um, synesthesia, the other day, because I'm a really clumsy person, right? So I would always like hurt myself accidentally. And I was in, I was in bed. It's completely dark. Um, I have my projector screen on and playing some something on the projector. And I accidentally scratched my own ankle with my toe. I don't know how that happened, but it just happened. You didn't cut your nails. Right, but I was lying down. I don't know how my foot got in the, like my okay. right toe, like scratched my left outside ankle, like the outside oh. of my ankle, so I'm on the inside. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but it did. Yeah, it scratched it, yeah. and I was like, Ugh, it really hurt. And I was, I like squeezed my eyes shut, and I could see like dark red blobs, like one, two, three, or maybe even four, like when like where my toe like went down in that direction i could see like one mm -hmm. two three four it was very dark right it's almost black but i could see it it's like one two three four and then i was like oh that's the first time i've ever um what noticed that i actually like saw something mm -hmm. but because it's really dark i'm already on my bed i didn't check my foot i'm like ah it's fine it'll, it'll be okay and then i forgot about it till a few days later and when i looked at the scab It is in that round one, two, three, four hmm? that I saw. Yeah, like it looked like that. Like I think that I still have a bit of scar here. I could show you, but then I would lift my leg in a very acrobatic way to show you, and I don't think you want to see that. <laughs> I'll take a picture and yeah, I'll show no, wait, it to my you. My question would be, when you felt it, mm -hmm. you didn't feel the one, two, three, four. I might have felt it because like, it wasn't like a smooth scratch. It's kind of like, like, a, like a bumpy thing because like you not know, the folds of the skin or something i don't know mm -hmm. so i could see like the one two three and then now if i look at it i mean it's still here the little um mm -hmm. scar there's three blobs like circular blobs one two three okay maybe there was a four but it healed i don't know that okay so like i guess that one, two, even though so. your tactile experience was a bit more blurry your synesthetic response picked up on that pattern Is that what it is? Because I don't know what that is. <laughs> I was what? like, I need to ask Micah about this. <laughs> <After that. laughs> so... But I forgot until now. <laughs> I don't know if that's like pain related or if it was tactile related. Because I don't think I have tactile too, like touch to color or touch to anything. Like I don't uh -huh. have any of it. You know, there's this wonderful term of one shot phenomena. <laughs> oh, right. Maybe some ju that. stuff just happens and then it goes away right but it's a it's a tactile if you didn't hear it no but you felt it on your ankle something then that was mm -hmm. tactile yeah okay and Is i guess tactile and pain the same thing no okay so probably it was the tactile and not the pain that i was seeing i wasn't there <laughs> <laughs> was it painful okay yes it was very painful <laughs> Okay, well, pain or like getting injured is a tactile experience, so it would right. fall under the understanding of tactile. But okay. you can also just have pain-related synesthesia without having touch-related synesthesia. Mm. And also 
we don't have to categorize it at all in that way. Mm -hmm. I think it was a surprise sensation that you felt and mm -hmm. maybe it will happen again. Maybe it happens all the time and you don't notice. Mm -hmm. For me, it was more surprising because I would have that for sure. And I didn't even mm -hmm. pick up on the fact that you it was a first for you. <laughs> so what I was trying to say is that you were surprised about the one, two, three, four thing, like the four little scratches that you mm -hmm. saw. You felt them not as distinct, distinctive, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then you saw your ankle and it was actually similar to the image you saw. Mm -hmm. And that's something that is just very interesting about synesthesia how we visualize something that is giving more information more in-depth information about something than what we felt physically right it's like a like a confuse you like an expensive um not expensive but like expensive <laughs> like a uh -huh. wide <laughs> Expand, like expanding, expansive yeah. um, experience to things. Now I'm confused too, but it did remind me of Harry who uh, struggles reading emotions, but he can see the emotion in people's voices. In colors? So if he would talk mm. to someone, he would have struggle understanding if they are angry or happy. Mm -hmm. But due to his auditory visual synesthesia, he will see what they say and the saturation level depends on the other person's emotion. Oh. So if you would tell me I have news for you and I wouldn't know you're angry or happy, mm -hmm. which a lot of autistic people experience for someone who's autistic and has synesthesia and, and that specific form, I think it's, I've never heard of it before i think it's mm -hmm. awesome that he it's has like that. you don't have it but have it too <laughs> exactly you can so he would just it. look yeah. at the color and the saturation level and then he would know so he has happy news for me so he oh. something perceives the information of the emotion right very clearly mm -hmm. but he has to translate it or has to right goes a bit know? of a detour yeah yeah, I think for a, not a neurotypical brain, but an, a brain that um, doesn't have to do that detour, it seems like a detour. Mm -hmm. But if we would all function like that... Mm, then it's not really a, a detour. It's not a detour. Right. But it's well, just obviously. interesting, though. <laughs> 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 but it's just so interesting, like, how he can't do it the regular way, but he can do it in the synesthetic way. But it both still works, so <laughs> it's so amazing. But I would imagine he really needs to. He spent a lot of time figuring out what it was. Like he needs to decode it, it his colors and the saturation, right? Yeah. Yeah. It it took yeah. him a while, and yeah. it's funny you say coding because he is a coder, and oh. he does um, currently code synesthetic app. Oh. So. That's cool. But it, it does raise a question of like not only our conscious perception of something perceives mm -hmm. whatever we're interacting with. There's a lot mm -hmm. more information perceived that might not be, you know, why is it so hard to explain that in English? <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> help me, teacher, help me. It's like, I, I can fill in the blanks for you. Just, just keep going. I just need to know where you're going, then I can fill in the blanks. <laughs> okay. Well, I need to know where I'm going. <laughs> the brain is so much more complex and mm-hmm. perceives so much more. Mm-hmm. And there's so much information that we probably just only can access through a different channel. And mm-hmm. for Harry, that would be reading the colors that he immediately sees when he hears someone speak. And mm-hmm. those colors have, they hold information that he thought he doesn't have access to because mm-hmm. of that autistic trait. Mm-hmm. But it's there. Right. You know, his system consumes the emotion of the right. other person. It's just processed in a different and way. And then provides the information through an unusual way, but it's still, uh, you can still work with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going back to your scratchy scratch. <laughs> no, that, that, that makes sense. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to like, yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's just like a different different map to the same destination. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say as well, of course, it it can also come with disadvantages to not to not being able to read emotions mm-hmm. in another person in yourself in the room. It can really oh, also be yeah. disabling. It's not just oh, you just have mm-hmm. to find a way to read it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I just. I'm just saying, we know nothing about the brain. Yeah. It's so funny. It's like, it's our own brain, but the brain doesn't, it's like, you can't even, like, we have the brain, but it just cannot comprehend itself. <laughs> it's so weird. We're using the brain to understand the brain, but we can't really do that because it's like, is it an illusion? Like, what is <laughs> The brain is the only organ we use the same organ to figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, the rest, it's yeah. the only organ that named itself, like the name brain yeah. was yeah. picked by a brain. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about neurodiversity so much and how it affects how we see reality and how we, how we uh, just experience the world and go about our day made me think so much more about brain health. Mm-hmm which is something I never really paid mm. much attention to. Yeah. And I still could yeah. do a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's the thing about us psychologists. We preach stuff and still sometimes are not able to do it for ourselves. Yeah. Okay, girl. One thing about the UK, I will be in London last week of October. There's a synesthesia art exhibition Yay. and I want people to join me. So if you're based in London... Let me know. Mm-hmm. I wish I could be there. I'm going to FaceTime you. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Thanks everybody for letting us Thank sit you. in your ear. Mm-hmm. Do send your voice note to my email, which is, I can just say it here, I guess, mikepreising at synesthesia.at. Oh, that's your email? It's one of my email addresses, yeah. Oh. Okay. It's the one that doesn't land in people's spam folder, which is good. <laughs> okay, take care, Zoe, and take care, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
You've been listening to Let's Talk Synesthesia. There will be a new episode of Series 1 every Tuesday. If you enjoyed listening, you can like, follow and share. Details about the podcast and how to connect with today's speakers can be found in the show notes. The executive producer was Micah Pricing with music by Corin Anderson and the podcast was supported by a couple more neurodivergent people in the background. See you next week.